0: Hola, Cariño. Hola,
1: amor.
0: And welcome to Que Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hey, guys.
1: Hi. How's it going?
0: (laughs) How are you? How's this Saturday treating you, Johnny?
1: Just fine so far. You know, I've been uh, kind of doing my regular Que Horror morning horror movie cram yeah
0: for sure making
1: sure that i'm ready for our episode today and i am ready and excited to talk about this movie with you as usual how about you how are you feeling Uh
0: I'm feeling good. I'm currently recording from the closet for the first <laughs> time since so we So, uh,
1: listen, we've <laughs> taken you through so many iterations. Like, okay, first, Eileen and I started on Zoom. Then yes. we tried different microphones. Literally, the last episode we recorded, we were actually together in my closet. And now- Yeah, we're back
0: to regular we're now. Back to now regular. We're back to regular. I'm in New York, and he's in DC.
1: However, I've never seen- eileen where she is now because she's in her closet you know with her fancy <laughs> microphone but literally surrounded by like a sassy dress to her you're right you're left i can't my right you're right. My right we're keeping you on your toes here at Uike horror
0: we sure are and me in particular just <laughs> yeah, fucking <thanks. laughs> beeping and a- bopping i fully like need to every now and then stretch out my legs because i am a cramped nugget oh yeah but, you know, what are you we gonna gotta do? We got to get you. Anything uh, for you. <laughs> anyth-
1: right. Anything for our listeners. We got to get you, like, a little desk or something we can fit in there. Okay.
0: I was talking to my friend Juan. Mm-hmm. You know Juan. Mm-hmm. Sweet baby boy Juan. Yes, he was like, "What are? what is your closet situation <laughs> now? And I was like, mira, yo tengo some... St- I literally use my foot ladder to put my computer on. Wow. And then I have a... What is it when chairs, like, bend? <laughs>
1: A folding chair?
0: Yeah, my folding chair from my living (laughs) room. A
1: bending chair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to use the folding, the bending, the folding chair. Wow. This is going to be great. I have to use the folding chair to sit in the closet because all my other chairs that just have regular legs don't fit so i have to like unfold it within the closet and there's a whole maneuvering i gotta do but you know what this is anything for sound
1: you're making it work you are absolutely making it work i think maybe it's time to invest in like a teeny little foldable desk in there or something well that's that's
0: that's what i was saying juan was like what you should get a little desk and i was like "Ooh, like a tv dinner table the kind that are like collapsible so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna Search for that and shove it in here, (laughs) along with everything else in my life. Again, anything for you, listener. (laughs) It's true. And dear listener, we have one heck of a movie for you today. We've returned to Brazil Mm -hmm. and uh, with a, a more modern film yes then yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's weird because Um, because we have such a full list from brazil we have so many movies to watch from there so many i can't believe that this is only our second one
0: you know i think we we've the most we've done so far i think are mexico besides maybe like argentina Argentina (laughs)
1: has shown up a bunch yeah it's yeah we really (laughs) yes but i'm surprised but here we are we're back
0: i figured i was like Let's it's time. let's listen to some Portuguese again. And uh, the movie this is this week is my pick mm-hmm. of the film, and I chose the 2018 horror thriller <laughs> by Denison Ramalho, mm-hmm. Morto não fala, also known as The Night Shifter. But like the phrase Morto não fala means dead don't speak the mm-hmm. dead don't speak night shifter we'll see soon enough why it's translated to that
1: you can find it on i watched it on shutter so
0: i also watched it on shutter if you got you, yourself
1: absolutely <laughs> if you got yourself a shutter account support shutter they got all those fun fabulous horror movies man. yeah they got a and great like, collection
0: i'm surprised i'm not surprised but i'm impressed <laughs> by how many foreign ones they do and like a lot of our Latino movies that we've watched have been from there.
1: That's, I need to, I think we should look more into this as to what exactly shutter is doing with like the Latin American market because yeah. La Llorona was like a shutter original.
0: Yeah. And this was a shutter exclusive right. as well.
1: So I think it's a great way to ex- mm-hmm. expose the world, which is literally what we're trying to do here to right. these horror movies that might, be like ignored or passed over, popular in Brazil or Guatemala or whatever, but otherwise not. So good job shutter yeah get yourself a shutter account
0: you're the fucking best shutter thanks so much for everything okay well let's get let's hop into this film go all the way to São paulo again uh do not ask us to do the accent we still don't know how to
1: do it if eileen can't do it then don't even ask me
0: uh you have a synopsis for us
1: so here we go (laughs) An attendant at a busy morgue who can also converse with the dead puts his loved ones in peril using his forbidden knowledge for vengeance in Denison Hamaliu's twisted and gleefully icky feature debut.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like yeah. that that's... little
1: synopsis. It's fun.
0: That's what happens. Are we ready? Oh, we're ready. Let's... Vamos lá. Vamos lá. La. <laughs> Vamos la. <laughs> lá. <laughs> Pops, pops, pops.
1: Oh man! Oh my Please god! Please tell
0: that story very
1: quickly. <laughs> oh, okay. So, as our dear listeners probably know, Eileen and I both lived in Brazil, and that's where we both unofficially met when we were yes. children. Although our like actual reunion did not happen till many years later in Nicaragua. However, yes. So when I lived in Brazil, I remember we had like our gardener his name was leo who i mean this dude did everything he was so incredible and we also had rottweilers and these rottweilers were like not fixed not anything like they were having puppies all the damn time <laughs> <laughs> and so i remember one day we were out in the yard and i guess it was like the feeding time for the puppies and so leo <laughs> goes out there with you know this dude is from brazil and with his thick Brazilian accent starts saying Bops 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 which is puppies puppies puppies. <laughs> oh, Literally man. it's been
0: an inside joke with Johnny and I, and I think your family in general oh, sure. like just just pops. poppies, poppies, pops. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Puppies Anyways. forever
1: are pops. Uh, okay,
0: poppies. Vamos vamos lá, Bops. Um So, uh, Morto Não Fala, 2018, directed by Denison Ramalho, written by Denison Ramalho and Claudia Jovim. And it's based on a story by Marco de Castro. So, here we go. Let's go. We open on an aerial view of the city of São Paulo. There's a lot of, like, radio sounds, Hmm. it sounds like, and city sounds, traffic, and sirens. But it's not like... It's all very convoluted and chaotic stuff. Like you can't yeah you can't really tell where what is coming from or who and the sound kind of like focuses in on a siren and we change the footage to following an ambulance and then everything kind of clears away and you hear a radio saying she's talking about violence at a soccer game between palmeiras and corinthians do you fans, remember this which if uh, hell yeah dude. wow I'm a Flamenguista, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) just because that's the only, like, I remember growing up and being like, Flamengo. But these are all soccer soccer teams. Palmeiras and Corinthians Mm -hmm. are two different teams. And this happens often in Brazil, where, like, the same way that fucking idiots here in the U.S. fucking burn down their towns when they're... Their team wins the Super Bowl. In Brazil, it's way common for, like, opposing team fans to just fucking go ham. So this radio lady is talking about that. And uh, we zoom into the back of the ambulance and we see one of the... I guess it's not an ambulance. I think it's more of a coroner's... Truck, bus, <laughs> cart? I,
1: I don't know. Like, I wrote that these guys were EMTs, but if I'm That's being— That's what
0: I wrote, too.
1: I don't know, you know, honestly.
0: I think they're coroner and coroner drivers because later on in the movie, we do see actual EMTs, and I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't— They're not not EMTs. They they just bring in the dead bodies to the morgue.
1: Because that dude's not trying. the The guy who we finally he's trying to save. Yeah, yeah. The 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 man's dead. Who they have in the ambulance. Yes, (laughs) Yes,
0: right. <laughs> I literally wrote EMT all the way until we we'll see the actual EMTs, and that was like towards the end. So if I say EMT, I do mean the coroners. Sure. I mean, anyways, a guy is driving, another guy is in the back with the body who is dead, and there's like some some movement. He's some blood spritzes in the yeah. in the corn. One of the coroner's face. I mean, this dude has uh, straight
1: up been stabbed to death. Because of a soccer game.
0: And uh, we arrive at the morgue and we see footage of them uh, rolling the body or, like, not rolling it like like a log, but, like, (laughs) on a stretcher. Like, unraveling it.
1: Yeah, boop, here, take this body.
0: Yeah, and they're pushing it down a hallway. And then there's, like, the profile of a dead face Mm -hmm. very up close to the screen. And, boom, title card, like, right aligned with like the nose and eyes of Mm -hmm. this like dead face
1: I loved that title card appearance me too I
0: really loved it these coroner guys they bring in this dead body and they're real casual the way that they they're uh, maybe even disrespectful oh (laughs) and the way they're talking about it
1: they're straight up like to the guy who's working in the in the morgue they're like clean this guy's dick (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah they're like hey you fucking love to clean dicks don't you and it's Whoa. just like okay guys this man is dead hello yeah and right away as they as these coroner guys walk away from like dropping off this body we meet our lead character stanu and stanu right off the bat we know he talks to dead people because mm-hmm. he leans down and he's like hey my guy how's it going and the dead body talks back to him and he's like where the fuck am i is this the hospital
1: he's like i gotta get back to the bar get me out of here doesn't even know that he's dead
0: exactly and and stanu is like no honey you're dead (laughs) (laughs) now i
1: gotta say the voice of the dead people throughout this film solid very creepy, loved the effect. However, the the face is CGI fully and yeah, every single time I saw it, I was immediately yanked straight out of this film. I
0: agree. It's I just, think the purpose the purpose was because they wanted to have the dead body be like as still, dead as possible. Yeah. yeah. Which
1: I love and, that. That is so I agree. cool. The body doesn't move, it's just like the face. But I feel like you could have done it. I commend the effort,
0: but it didn't really land as well as it could. Yeah. But anyways, Stan, you, talks to this man. And so we know from Jump that he talks to dead people as he is in this morgue. Mm -hmm. And so when he explains to this dude, you're dead. The guy's like, well, fuck, can you call my family and let them know because, you know, I don't want them to worry. Just. This is my phone number. So we see Stanu go to the phone number or to the phone, and call his family. And you're like, okay, so he's using his power? Question mark. Sure. Uh, for some to be at least a decent guy yeah. is what we think. We then see Stanu sitting on the counter of I'm. This is gonna be said uh, often. Uh, the counter of a padaria, which a padaria mm. is basically a bakery in brazil but they're also kind of like bodegas like they kind of have that vibe of tiny store they always sell sell bread and like sweets and stuff but they also have like it's where you get your magazines and your newspaper and your coffee in the morning and they usually have a counter some kind of place for you to you could go to padaria and have lunch if you want and that kind of thing
1: and Steño is straight up having a drink like he's drinking at this and it's like (laughs) this yeah, yeah. It, so this is and like, it's not
0: even just like a rum and coke no. or whatever. It's like shots of cachaça, which are just <laughs> the devil. That's
1: just might as well rub it on a wound like that. Exactly.
0: Strong. So we see the owner of the padaria, Jaime, walk in and he calls to one of the workers who's passing by, Stanu, who asks for another drink. And the owner, Jaime, kind of gives her a, shakes the head like, no, no, don't give him anything. Mm-hmm. And he approaches and he's like, hey, buddy, you see this sign right here? It says, if you can't pay, you can't <laughs> fucking, you can't start a tab up in this joint. But then he says, but because it's you, my guy, I'm going to help you out. And he gives him another shot of kashas. Hmm,
1: okay. So
0: on the TV also, you hear like evangelical stuff. Now, this is very common in Brazil, that there are legitimate channels, like several of them, that are Focused on mass and Baptist ch- church and evangelical church, very much so evangelical church, the kind of stuff where it's like, the demon's in this person, release the demon, but it's all in Portuguese. O demônio está dentro sai daqui.
1: puta. This, I was, I don't remember this from Brazil at all this these like i guess i'm not surprised by it but i was surprised by the fact that in this bakery bar <laughs> place sure where you know you want your customers to like be cool and chill there's not like fun music playing there's like jesus TV. devil talk
0: loud throughout yeah yeah people are like it's watching so strange it. to me Stanu is getting up to leave we see a woman walk in and we learn that she's Lara she's the daughter of Jaime and she's late for work and she's like dad I'm late because I was at the hospital and you kind of get a vibe that she was there with someone mm-hmm. maybe like taking care of them her dad Jaime says you can and you assume also that she's maybe in a coma because mm-hmm. he says she doesn't even know that you're there which is shitty to say Oh, yeah. So Staniel gets home and we meet his wife Odette. She seems like a piece of work.
1: <laughs> I mean it's this this scene is nice establishing of relationship here where he yes. he comes in he's it's the morning cuz he works the night shift hello the night yeah. shifter. There it is. His daughter Sisa is watching TV and he like curls up into her lap and he's like pick out my pulgas or whatever you call them in Portuguese. <laughs> it's very cute. They're sweet yeah. and then Odech comes in and she is she's like you stink like dead people and she's like, get into the shower. The thing though, that I was like, I'm not going to let my brain be told how to feel about this woman. Does that make sense? Because she comes in in a huff and you're like, Ooh, this bitch. However, I'm, I was like, try to give her the benefit of the doubt. She comes home. She's told him, I really don't like the smell of morgue. I don't like it on my couch. Like could you not do that i'm getting your kids ready in the, ready in the morning i'm feeding them our kids so and not
0: only that but the son they have two kids it's edson and sisa mm-hmm. and Ed edson like we find out that he's kind of a shitty kid like a brat and she's like you need to talk to your son because he's been selling razor wire to people which is a thing that like i it's almost I mean, I guess it's just very thin metal wire that like is used to cut kites that people are flying. I didn't really. That's what
1: he seems to be using it for because he's like selling this razor wire to kids so they can cut other kids kites. Like he's a little shit.
0: Yeah, he's a little shit, and so she's like, "Talk to your fucking kids." And she's like, "Okay, go shower. Get you're disgusting. You stink." And then she even like grabs the her daughter and is like, "Whoa, wash your hands. Your hands smell like more disgusting." And I was like, (laughs) "Whoa, wow, this lady!" But she comes in hot. Like, you do this and do that, and what the fuck, and and you fucking guy, and blah blah blah.
1: The fastest Portuguese, a mile a minute, (laughs) rikita kapukuchaka. Like she is going (laughs) for it.
0: For sure. (laughs) We cut to the next day and Stenya's having breakfast and she's washing the dishes and singing a song from the radio.
1: She is tone deaf.
0: Oh, girl. I was like, <laughs> whoa, that's fine. <laughs> and he's kind of like looking at her and he gets up and tries to get like sexy with her and smooch on her neck and she was not having it. She's Absolutely like, get not. the fuck away from me. And, you're, and he sits back down and he's like, dang
1: trouble in we paradise back... here. This relationship yes. is clearly not working for these people. There
0: is there is tension, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. We go back to the morgue, and St- Stanyu is, like, putting a brain in a jar and putting, like... We get, like, a lot of morgue work, I yeah, guess. doing like gross shit. Here's a skin coming off of a cranium and just, like, <laughs> wiping down a fucking floor full of blood and all kinds of shit. The morgue doctor, I guess, like, the lead... I think, because he's the...
1: Attendant, the, the
0: assistant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the morgue doctor, I'm is what I'm gonna call sure. him. Uh, is like, bye. I time for me to go home. So now it's time to chat with the dead people. So, <laughs> the guy he's working on that he just like put the skin back on his fucking face is a malandro so i love this word malandro because it means thug okay but the word malandragem means like like when you're tricky and like mischievous uh, you say yes mischievous Mm -hmm. so when you with little kids you're like para de fazer malandragem stop being mischievous okay sure and thug is such like a so much so stronger. stronger. Yeah. Yeah, but malandro is like, esse malandro, esse malandro, but it's basically a term for like the thugs in the street, gang members also. This malandro, we find out his name is Suju, which means dirty. Mm-hmm. Suju got killed by the cops supposedly and uh stanu's talking to him and he he again he's like i didn't i he kind of doesn't know he, he's dead yet or whatever and suju is basically saying like bro my story is wrong the guy that killed me wasn't actually the cops it was this guy called dain Chinyu, which mm-hmm. means little tooth this guy dain Chinyu, he killed me he's the rat he fucking well no the cops did kill suju but they think somebody else ratted out suju but it wasn't that person. It turned out to be Deng Chinyo. Yes. Who is in his crew. Mm-hmm. So he betrayed was... Suju. Yeah. We also know that Suju was in jail. Because of a tattoo that he has. And and Staniel's like, bro, I've seen all your friends come in here. All these malandros coming in, getting killed and shit. I talked to all of them. I know all your stuff. I know about you because of this and this and this. I talked to this other guy who was also dead. He told me about you. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Suju kind of starts confessing. He's like... My brother Jonas and I killed my dad because he was beating up on my mom. It's a secret between him, God, and I. Mm-hmm. And we stabbed him three times. We chucked him off of a fucking bridge.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, nobody knows.
1: He says something here when he's talking to, um, como se llama this guy? Teno. Teno. And he's like, You're the last voice I'm going to hear before I talk to Satan. Yeah because what was the specific and then, because
0: because he says god doesn't forgive those who kill their family
1: in his brain he's like i'm going straight to hell
0: yeah which i think that's that's the case sure <laughs> yeah the, the other thing that uh suju says is you gotta tell my brother jonas who who snitched on me and Stan is like nah dude I'm not going to tell anybody anybody. I don't talk about y'all's business to anybody because I don't want to get jinxed. Is what he says. Mm
1: -hmm. And as much as there's, you know, this is all rooted very much in, like, real shit that happens in Brazil, all around the world. This, like, gang violence. There is that, like, current of this supernatural element because, A, he's straight up talking to a dead person. But also just, like, the belief in, like, a jinx, a curse, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the world we're in here.
0: Also, really randomly... He, When he's talking about how Dain Chinyu snitched on him and betrayed mm-hmm. him, he says, he's like, ma- And then the subtitles translated it to fucking jizz guzzler <gasps> cocksucker. I saw the that word...
1: <laughs> and was like, did I miss something here? <laughs> Whoa.
0: I rewound it because I was like, he said, Which just means like, M- fucker like yeah, asshole like, like, yeah. like damned and he and they literally were like okay let's go in fucking jizz guzzling cocksucker who did the
1: <laughs> subtitles what w- what were you going through that day dang Good yeah he Lord. was pissed
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway staniel comes wow. home and he went as he's coming home it's daytime he see that there's a new couch coming into his apartment And he's like, whoa, 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 what's this? I don't have, what did you, why are you buying couches? And his wife is like telling the movers, like, bring it in, put it in the back, whatever. And she's like, fuck you, dude. You don't fucking give me money for anything. I bought it myself. I can afford it because I've been rolling. Rolando mm-hmm. docinho. Now, in Brazil, a very common thing for people to do is they'll make, like, sweets and, and candies and stuff for, like, birthday parties and shit. Like, brigadeiro, cocada, all this fucking shit. Delicious. So, like, it's it's common for if you want to make some side money to make like treats and stuff. So this is what she's saying. She's making money off of to buy a fucking couch, homie. I don't think again,
1: so. though. I was like, give a the benefit of the doubt here because I was like, Oh, well he has a right to be pissed. Like he's, she is spending his money on this couch. But then she's like, I'm making candy. It's my money. I'm cool. And I was like, okay, okay. However, yeah. let us continue. And then, <laughs>
0: And then she turns to him and she's like, You're gross, você é nojento, você me dá nojo. Now this Uy. is the thing that Brazilian this is okay. Sometimes English just does just doesn't no. do the thing. Absolutely. It just doesn't not. do it. And nojo is such a good word. The word nojo means I'm it's gross. Like ill. I Ew but, nojo. The it's closest
1: like, thing would be like it sounds like nauseated. Yeah, that's the kind kinda. of thing. Mm-hmm. That's
0: basically, você me dá nojo. Você é um nojento, and Oof. she says it like she says it fucking to hurt him. Like she says it over his and over. Face. Yeah, and Oof. it hurts him. His face is like fuck. Yeah. I mean, you work with dead bodies, you're going to come home smelling of formaldehyde and shit like that, but like damn, girl, fuck.
1: Didn't you did you not know this? When you got married to this man, you knew that this Hello? was his trade. At least he's got a yeah. fucking job. Jesus. Exactly,
0: you asshole. <laughs> yeah. Down at the morgue, we see that the coroner driver guys bring in another dead body. They pull a prank on Stanu who's napping on one of the like embalming tables it's like a slab yeah and they sit up this dead body and they take its the sheet off so that the dick is out and then they like startle stanu awake and they're like and then he sees the dick and he's like whoa whoa (laughs) what dick like you guys
1: i didn't even realize that it was the dick i thought he just got scared because there's a fucking dead body in his face he
0: wouldn't (laughs) fucking scared of that i'm sure he falls asleep in the morgue all the time
1: (laughs) however when he later you know once those guys leave and they're like because they get pissed at each other he's like get the fuck out of here and they're like it was just a prank it was just a prank but then when staniel is left with this dead body the dead body was like You should have seen your face when you saw my big dick, dude. And it's like, wait, (laughs) why is everybody so obsessed with this dick? What's going on here?
0: Exactly. So the dead body says that, and he's real casual with Mm -hmm. Stenu about it. And he's like, Stenu's like, do I know you? He takes the sheet off, and it's a guy called Kahlo from Stenu's neighborhood. Stenu's like, what the fuck happened to you? It looks like he was stabbed because he has some stab wounds in the chest. And he's like, yeah, you know, stealing hearts, whatever. And he's like, which is another word similar to malandraging, which is more like when you cheat on people and when you're doing like shady shit, you call it kind of
1: thing. Mm, Okay. So
0: this dead guy is basically like, you're lame because while you were fucking working and with dead bodies and stuff, I was out living my life, having fun. Sure, I'm dead, but you know, who cares? It was
1: great while it lasted.
0: Exactly. And he's like, meanwhile, you. You're sewing up dead bodies, and your wife is fucking everyone in the neighborhood. And he's Stenio like,
1: freaks out. Yeah,
0: Daniel freaks out, and he's like, yeah, you, he's she's fucking the Jaime from the padaria. And Daniel is like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. And then Carlon, the dead body, is like, how do you think she's got all that nice shit? So you're like, the couch.
1: It wasn't those sweets.
0: So now we see you at the padaria, knowing this information. And mm-hmm. he's talking to Jaime and he has another shot of cachaça. He's getting ready to head out and he goes to pay the bill. He opens his wallet and you see that it's money. There's money there. Yeah. And he says, Hey, Jaime, I'm broke. You mind if I'm if I'm cool? And Jaime's like, Dude, we're trying to we're trying to up the level of clientele here so mm-hmm. we can't have you owing money. And then Stan you kinda leans in and he's like are you sure you don't want to fucking give me this fucking drink for free, bro? And so there's like some implications, you know what I mean? And Jaime's like, "Well, leave me something in collateral, or you know, for whatever." And Stanu leaves his cell phone with him, which I was like, <laughs> "That's my cell phone." No. <laughs> yeah. Now it's the nighttime, and Stanu has been waiting outside his own house to see if or that
1: Yeah, he wants to catch he him. He wants in to the catch
0: act. her, which he does. She leaves mm-hmm. all looking cute and gets in the car and we see her smooch on Jaime as they drive away. So now it's the next day and we're in the house and she's doing her nails and watching some fucking shit on TV. Stanu comes home and grabs the clicker and changes it to the news and she's like, "Okay, if you want to be a dick, I'm leaving." So I'm gonna go she,
1: to the other room and pretend you don't exist. <laughs> Damn, she's
0: she's gnarly.
1: You guys get a divorce. Your kids, think about your kids. This but also, sucks. like,
0: I know, I know that you're like, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. At this point, I she's a she's nasty. Like, she's it a sucks. bitch.
1: It yeah. sucks. It's just yeah. yeah. She's she's just being purposefully awful to this man.
0: So he's watching the news and he sees information on more gang war stuff and he sees Jonas, Sujo, and Danchinho and then versus a rival gang and some guy got killed and the news reporters like because of the death of Sujo they mm-hmm. think that that's why this guy got murdered. So this gives Stanyu an idea. He goes over to the favela that I guess Jonas is living at and he finds Favela's some... like
1: a, just like a kind of ramshackle neighborhood. Yes.
0: It's definitely like the poorest neighborhood that there is. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like houses made of like tin and, and cardboard. It's crammed like crammed together. If you've seen city of God, you know what a favela is. Mm-hmm. It's what Brazil is really known for when it comes to like poverty. That's where it's, bad and it's also where like there are no laws if you're in a gang there you better be affiliated to somebody or else you're fucked murder is common. rampant yeah so he goes to the favela and he's like hey he talks to some dudes that are there and he's like hey i'd like to see jonas please because i know who snitched on Sujo. Then we cut to the padaria. So this is a back and forth kind of shot situation. And at the padaria, Odech comes in with her two kids. And she's being a real asshole to Jaime
1: too. She comes in like she owns this place. Because this woman has plans. Like You can tell that she's like, oh, my bakery bar. I just, I love this. She goes up to Jaime and she's like, where have you been? I've why been haven't you answered you? my and phone he's calls like, this is my place of work you cannot yeah. do this here can i give you six loaves ma'am like what can i how can i help you and
0: she's like you can answer my fucking phone calls that's how you can Don't fucking help do me this
1: at my place of work and then lara comes in and
0: yeah. you can tell and that she's real like,
1: awkward what's going on here so it's you know super tense between Odette and Jaime. So Lara, who's a sweet, sweet woman, Lovely. she grabs what looks like two treats. Tarts. Yeah. Yeah. She goes to take him to the kids, and clearly the kids know Lara. They're like, "Oh, hey, good to see you Song, See you, Whatever." Or then she's like, "Toja, me, she's like, you fucking call me eight o'clock or whatever. You come get me." Yeah. She goes to talk to to co- collect her kids, and she's like, "Ew, disgusting. No sugar. Dich. get it away. Like this sweet thing that Lara gave the kids." And then she looks at Lara and is like, "What? What, what are, you, are looking you looking at? at? <laughs> oh!" Yeah. And walks off. And as she's walking off, she's like, This, this is the is house I want. House. I
0: want. <laughs> Number eight. This is
1: it. <laughs> And Like, uh, the only thing I could think about here was like, oh, poor Jaime. He doesn't even know what he's gotten into with this woman. No.
0: As she's walking away, they cut back to him and his face is like, oh, fuck. Oh, boy. We're back in the favela and the dudes that Stan you talked to are taking him over to meet Jonas. 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 uh, (laughs) Jonas. And he sees, he tells Jonas that he met Suju in jail. Jonas is, like, not sure. He's like, who the fuck are you? I've never heard of you. And he's like, well, Sujo told me all about you in jail, whatever. And Jonas turns around to a man next to him, and he says, Danchino, which we find out Danchino is, like, the number two for right. Jonas. He's right-hand who, man. And may I remind you, is the guy who betrayed Sujo.
1: Who also does not have little teeth. He's got big old teeth, which is why I imagine they call him Danchino. Just yeah for goofs <laughs>
0: just the, <laughs> my guy with your big ass teeth you got a little teeth now that's what we're gonna do so he yep. turns to thank you and he's like get us some weed and get us some beers we're gonna talk
1: so These they sit delicious talk. cold brazilian <laughs> Ooh. beers
0: Ooh. in the tiny glasses we've talked so about great. this before
1: i yeah. desperately need it Ugh, so delicious it's so
0: good <laughs> so staniel says that he's got a a cop friend who knows the dude from the morgue who told him who the rat was Danchino is standing right there and you can see he's like shifty eyed and waiting Mm -hmm. to get told on and Stanio says it was this guy who owns this padaria his name is Jaime To prove that this is what is true, Stanyu reveals to Jonas, he's like, I want you to kill him the way that you killed your dad with Suju, Mm -hmm. which is the secret that Suju revealed to Stanyu. Three stabs and throw him off a bridge like you did to your dad. So
1: Jonas is like, holy shit, how do you know that? Okay, you got it, my guy.
0: This must be legit then. Yeah. And then we cut to fucking. Ooh.
1: They're gone. They're
0: fucking, and so it's.
1: And this is <laughs> it's like fucking, this is like a sex motel. This they're fucking in a we, sex motel, and you can
0: hear people around them also fucking. But it's by the it's, way, it's <laughs> Odette. <Odechi.
1: laughs> We're like, who's fucking? <laughs>
0: it's Odechi and Jaime and they're fucking he like kind of pulls away and she's like what's going on you know whatever and he's like I can't fuck you if I'm looking at the name of your kids and she's got a a tattoo on her like shoulder blade that says Sisa and Edison. And he gets up, he walks out, and she's like, What the fuck? And he's all bro, bringing your kids into the bakery was a low blow. Like, this is this is funky. Like you can tell things are off right now. So now we're at the morgue and Stanu is finally done working on Kahlon, the dead guy from the neighborhood that revealed all the information to him, and he's putting him in a coffin. And Kahlon was like Hey, my guy, before you put the lid on this thing, let me just let you know you fucked up because you don't reveal dead secrets Yeah, and you don't use them to your advantage. You're marked now.
1: Paranormal activity five, the marked ones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So then we go back to the motel and Jaime and Odech are leaving the motel. And you can see that Denchinho is sitting in another car and he sees them go. He calls Jonas and he's like, he's leaving, but he's got a woman with him. And Jonas says over the phone, tail them. So he does. And Jaime and no Odete Park. Jaime seems weird and he's like, is there anything you need? And she says, my one of my favorite Brazilian words is a word that she just says that she says, Eu preciso sossego. Uh-huh. Now it's translated to I need rest. Okay. But sossego is more like peace. It's hmm. more like calm, if you will. But I think the word sossego in general is just so like it doesn't work in English. Sure. You know what I mean?
1: Because she's like I need a housekeeper, I need this, that, so I don't have to worry about life, basically. Like, I just want an easy life.
0: And Jamie says, or Jamie, <laughs> Jaime says that they have to pump it. He's like, I think Stanyu is on to us because the way he talked to me the other day at the, at the padaria just seems funky. And she's like, what are you talking about? Let's, no, I want him to die, is what she says. Yeah right before Benchino and Jonas fucking surround their car with like AK-47s and shit and like full-on military-grade guns and they're like, get out of the fucking car. Jaime comes out, Jonas grabs him and he's like, fuck you, you fucker, you're a rat, you killed my brother, my brother died because of you and Jaime is like, I don't know who your brother is, dude. And she's screaming in the car and some other dude is like, Pointing a full bazooka at her face. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Jonas is like, you're going to die the same way that my fucking dad died. and he, But he doesn't really. He slices no. his fucking throat.
1: Yeah. and throws
0: them on the ground, leave him to die. And then this is when Odette comes out and she's like, "Oh, y'all hear them sirens? I hear the police. You're I know all of you. I'm going to come for all y'all motherfuckers. You're going to fucking see. What's your name? Your name is Jonas. Your name is Jonas. Get She's You're
1: an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. Shut up. Yeah. Hide. Run. Something. Do don't like you're literally telling them I see your face. Like what other choice do they have, honey? And then they they
0: do the choice and they fully Mm -hmm. put a bullet in her head. Jaime and Odech are dead. Bye. We're back at the morgue. Okay, let me ask you this because I wrote this down and it's so dumb, but... Do you remember? And I don't see this a lot in the US, and maybe it's because not a lot of floors here have like tile or are made of tile, but that's a really common thing in South America and mm-hmm. Central America. Mm-hmm. But you know, those brooms or mops that aren't broom or mops, but they have like the window wiper at yeah, the end?
1: That's what he's using.
0: He's cleaning the morgue with one of those. And I was like, it took me back, like, so like I literally was transported. I, granted, he's wiping down bloody guts and water and disgusting morgue junk, but the fact that I saw the window wiper thing, which I haven't seen since I like lived in Nicaragua, I loved <laughs> when I had to fucking wipe with those because there was something very satisfying yeah. of like, oh, chuck a bunch of water on your kitchen floor and then just.
1: Like, you squeegee your floor, wiping. basically. Yeah,
0: you're, exactly. Yeah. I've, I've, honestly, it made me really happy to see it. So he's squeegeeing the floor, and, <laughs> uh, and as he's wiping the floor down, the morgue drawers, like the drawers that hold the bodies, yeah. three of them pop open at the same time. And mm. I was like, whoa! Mm. These doors pop open, and he's like, whoa, weird. And so he goes over and he puts the bodies back in, And closes all the doors. And then as he's turning around to walk away, boom, back open again. And this time one of the dead bodies is looking like straight at him. Which, you know, I was like, that's creepy. But if you're talking to dead people, I'm sure that's not that creepy. I
1: mean, the thing I guess that was creepy was that the dead bodies, when they speak to him, they can't move. Like, it's just the face. And this one is actually, like, turning to look at him. That's true. Uh, This little teeny thing here, I get it that they added in there for, like, a little jump for us. It didn't feel entirely necessary because I'm like, "What, what are you telling me here? Like, that you're being watched? I don't really get it.
0: I didn't get it either. Now Stenio is coming home and he sees basically the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. And a neighbor woman comes screaming, crying to him. And she's like, it's Odechi, it's Odechi, she's dead. He goes over and there are both of them, Jaime and Odetch on the ground, killed. The cops are there. Everybody's like, the town is watching. He hears Odechi say don't let my son see me because the her son edge song co- starts coming out of the apartment uh Stanu runs grabs him and they're crying he's like my mom oh no and it's awful so now they're in the morgue with Odette, and he's talking to her now that she's dead and she's like holy shit you talk to dead people yeah <laughs> and she says i was trying to gather the courage to tell you about Jaime." And he basically tells her, fuck you, bitch. I fucking sent the dudes to kill you. I didn't realize that you were gonna also be murdered. So my bad. But also, I, I didn't wanna be the the cuckold of the neighborhood because of you, you fucking bitch. Now, this, uh,
1: okay, like we've established here that Odechi is a piece of work. But yeah. this too, like, okay. Shady. Uh, ¿cómo se llama? Staniel. Staniel. you did not mean for her to be killed but you're like, shoving
0: it in dead. her face your
1: male pride ego bullshit right now is at a 10 Absolutely. and you need to bring it down mm-hmm. because you're still like but i fucking got you you're dead and he straight up takes her wedding ring And it's got five little stones on it, and he's like, five for each letter of your name. Yep. And much to her, like, she's like, please don't fucking do this. She's But she can't move. She's She's dead. dead. (laughs) He puts the ring on her finger, and I was watching this just like, wow, like, this is where we're at, Staniel? Like, this is how... You want to end this with her?
0: Yeah. So he, she says, the kids will never forgive you for this. I will never forgive you for this. And then he leans in and he's like, I forgive you. Like real shitty to do it. And mm. that's when he puts his fucking, the ring back on her. And he's mm-hmm. like, you're going to go in the ground the way that you're supposed to because you're mine is what he says. Oof. Yeah. So now we're back in the house, and Stanyu is pulling out the couch, the new couch, and he's destroying it because Avi, <laughs> Jaime bought it for Odechi. There's a knock yeah. at the door, and the police is there with his son, Edson. Basically, song has been stealing from the supermarket, and uh is like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I don't want to raise a malandru. I don't want to raise a fucking delinquent kid. And the kid, like, legit starts laughing at his face. Like Oof, okay, this little shit. yeah, fucking yeah. shitty. But shit. I mean,
1: the kid is going through a lot of difficult stuff in his life. Yeah, his parents for um, who knows how long he's seen his parents be assholes to one another.
0: Oh, probably. His a long mother time.
1: was murdered by gang members, and he straight up saw her dead body covered in blood on the street. Like this poor, poor little child.
0: Yeah, straight up. So now we're. There's like a coroner call, and they go to like a random place in the city, like kind of a park it seems like. And there's a police officer there, and he's like talking to the doctor coroner and also Stanyu And he's like, we've got two, they're really stinky, get some masks. They walk over to these two dead bodies, and we see that they're Jonas and Danchino. And they are both Mm -hmm. fully fucked in there. As that's happening, we go back to the Stanyus to Stenus house and the kids um como se llama el chaval
1: Edge and Cesar.
0: I was like <laughs> Esteban? that's not it. <laughs> My God.
1: Oh. So we
0: go back we go back to Stenus house and the kids are sleeping. Uh Edson. What? <laughs>
1: Edge oh my song. god!
0: I want to. <laughs> at this point, I was like, etenio. and that's not it. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> so Edge Song and Sisa are sleeping, and then we hear the vacuum turn on It's the middle of the night. Mm. Edge Song gets up, he goes over, and he turns it off, but it's not plugged in. So then he starts to go back to the bedroom, and the door slams. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he goes and he wakes up his sister and then the door slams again and he grabs her and he's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And they mm-hmm. run back at the crime scene with Stenio and Jonas and dead Denchino. They're opening up Denchino. This was weird that I was like, why are, why you, are you doing this in the open? Why in is the this park? happening
1: here? Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's the very, way sometimes they have to do it.
0: I guess. But they're literally like carving him up. They take out a piece of his rib cage. It looks like. And the doctor says, there are bite marks inside of him. There are no bite marks outside on yeah. his skin or anything. But like in his lung and heart, there are bite marks. And then as he's saying that, Jonas talks to Stanyu and says, The bitch, Odechi, mm-hmm. killed them, the two of them, but it should have been the three of them. She's back and she's fucking pissed. So basically he's like, Watch out, homie. And then at that moment, Deng jaw pops open, and well. the doctor is like, "What's this?" And he pulls out a piece of skin that has the tattoo. Como que se llama? Edson,
1: Edson. and Cisa.
0: Why can't I remember this name? It has the tattoo has the name Edson <laughs> and Sisa on it, which was the tattoo that Jaime was grossed out of when he was yeah when fucking having her. sex. So, and then the minute that stanu sees this he rolls over and he fucking barfs because yeah. he's like fuck so stanu comes home his house is open the kids are nowhere to be found And he's like what the fuck everything is in shambles lara walks in and she's like hey uh your kids are with me do you leave them alone at night like what the fuck bro and he's like no everything is fine where are my kids let's go <laughs> <laughs> we're back in the morgue and there's been a landslide So there's a shit ton of bodies and they keep coming in and the coroner, the two coroner dudes, they're like bringing them in and and he's like, you're going to have to put them on the floor, dude. There's no room. And they're like, hurry up. It's crazy. Everybody
1: is yelling at him.
0: And by everybody, literally like the dead bodies as well are like screaming and talking. And so he gets super overwhelmed and it's, crazy then it cuts to him like napping amongst all of these landslide bodies finally things have calmed down and he wakes up and he's in one of those morgue drawers and he's choking and he's like i can't get out fucking whatever
1: you can hear odechi laughing in the darkness yes.
0: and so finally he pops out of this morgue drawer and he spits out the ring that he shoved on her finger. The coroner guys come in and they're like, whoa, 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 are you okay? Fuck. So they they he goes home and Lada's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. I just need to go lie down. And she's like, you got a fever. So she goes to lie him down. She basically is like, my dad never wore perfume. He wasn't that kind of guy. When my mom had a stroke, all of a sudden he started smelling of perfume. And it was Odech's perfume. Mm -hmm. Ever since that happened, my life has been in shambles. He got murdered. I'm in a bunch of debt. I can't afford the padaria anymore. I don't have a job. I'm fucked. And Stanyu's like, you're fucked and I'm fucked. And she's like, listen, I'm a good person. My dad fucked up. And I don't deserve all this other stuff. And he's like, okay. So basically at this moment, he's like, I'll hire you to take care of my kids at night when I'm at work, which is very nice of him. I
1: mean, also, yes, you should do that. That's a smart choice.
0: Yeah, don't leave your kids alone when you're fucking leave. Hello. Uh, hello. So now it's nighttime, and Lara is at the at the house, and she's watching. She's falling asleep with another evangelical TV show, whatever. And it looks like you hear them talking and it's the pre- the pastor is like, oh, the demon is inside of you. It's your sister and she's doing all this stuff to you, blah, blah, blah. Lara hears banging in the in the apartment. She l- looks over and she sees that Sisa is standing up against a wall, like face to the wall and banging her head. And then she pulls her away from the wall and her face is covered In red stuff. Yeah. And then she grabs her little hand and there's a lipstick in there. And she's like, This is fucking weird. So she goes to put her in bed, she picks up she goes out back outside, she picks up the lipstick that had fallen on the floor, and a light pops on in the in a pocket of terror. And so she goes to look and she looks up to the ceiling and on the ceiling it says, Mm Eu tenho nojo. Que nojo, você é nojento remember your she oh, you said to him famous
1: line i gotta say lara finding sisa banging her head against the thing there was with all due respect to these filmmakers and every whoever put together this movie this was f- straight pulled do you remember that scene in the conjuring where the girl wakes up and she's banging her head against the closet door mm-hmm. and then the girl like her sister gets up pulls her away but then the door continues to like poof,
0: Kind of. you remember that? I was like, <laughs> this creepy. is the
1: conjuring. It was very, it's fucking scary. It's but so I was creepy. Like, I was, I've seen this before. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was still a good scene. Yeah. It was still a good scene.
0: So we see the noju on the ceiling, and then out of nowhere, you hear this loud ass devil voice, oh. which I jumped at.
1: Oh, that was fucking scary.
0: And it was from the TV and it was the pastor like exercising the demons from the lady on the TV. And so Lara goes back to look and the lady who's possessed literally starts singing the song that Odette was singing at the very top of the movie. And then the woman turns straight to look at the camera like from the TV to Lara's face, Lara's face, and says, <laughs> what? What are you looking at? Like what she said at the padaria to Lara.
1: That was a good scene. It was
0: a very good scene. I really like that. We're back at the morgue and there's a chopped up body and they're saying that it's a judge who had like basically told or- Ratted like or
1: like convicted, convicted somebody. Convicted some gang yeah.
0: members and they fucking chopped them up in a bunch Oof. of fucking pieces. At one point they grabbed the torso and they're like, this isn't how the body came in and the coroners are like yeah this isn't how the body came in the spine is missing and there's like a Full huge gash spine. in between like it's already awful because it's like it's just a My torso body it's chopped in pieces it's a torso it's literally no yeah. arms no head no legs it's just like a, a rectangle torso <laughs> <laughs> and then in the the back is just like this huge gash where the spine has been Ugh. fully removed and staniel grabs the camera and he's like see look this is how it arrived and the spine is still there and the doctor the morgue doctor is like if the fuzz comes here and sees this it's not good news find this spine
1: <laughs> find this spine <laughs>
0: We go back home, Stenu is coming home from the his shift, his night shifting. Uh Lara's like, Look at the ceiling, it says noju and he's like, She's too she's too little to reach the ceiling. How would she do that?
1: He straight up blames Lara yeah. for it. He
0: and Lada literally is like, I don't wear lipstick and he follows her outside he, and she's he's like, I wasn't I didn't mean to blame you, I'm sorry, and she's like, Okay, well I'm gonna go. He reaches into his pocket, and in his pocket is the ring. And he flings that ring into the bush outside.
1: But alas.
0: Sisa sees him do it. She's sitting in the background, and she's like, she watches him chuck the ring. Now we're at the cemetery, and he's t- chopping it up with his buddy, the gravedigger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they seem like good buddies. Yeah,
0: and he basically asks the gravedigger. Listen my guy, is somebody fucking with my wife's grave because there's some stuff going on and I don't really like it and I keep finding this I found ring, her ring and it seems yeah. like is if somebody's fucking with her grave, then not cool. He's like, help me out. Like maybe I, I just want to open the coffin to see if it's still there. And the gravedigger's like, I can't do that. That's not
1: You should call the cops. Yeah.
0: That's not my job. <laughs> then <laughs> Talk to the police. Basically, he's like, Okay, listen, tonight I'm gonna be with like some people religious group? Yeah, somebody who's gonna do like a thing and give offerings to the dead. I'm gonna be with them. So I'll turn a blind eye and maybe you can do stuff on your own. So Stanya's like, Dope. <laughs> so now it's nighttime and Sisa is sleeping. She wakes up. And she checks on her brother to see that he's sleeping too. And she goes outside and she looks for the ring and she finds it. And she takes it back with her.
1: Leave that thing alone, honey.
0: Girl. Come on. So Staniel goes to the graveyard and he's digging up Odetch's grave. Mm -hmm. He opens the coffin. The ring is not there. And he's basically like, girl, what's the deal, bro? And she's like, fuck you. I'm going to haunt you forever, you fucking dick. <laughs> and he's like, don't be an asshole. Come mm-hmm. on. And she's like, he grabs the veil from her face. And underneath is Lada. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he backs up. And at the top of the grave, there's a shadow. And then a shovel just conk on his head, and he falls down, and then just dirt starts falling on top of him. Yeah,
1: ghost Odetsch just straight starts to bury him alive.
0: Yeah, which he crawls out of, and the gravedigger friend finds him. The cops come. He wakes up in the hospital, and he's handcuffed to a stretcher. He's got a fucking bandana around his head (laughs) because he got smacked with a fucking shovel. Mm -hmm. He gets dropped off in a police car at the house and his son is fucking pissed. He's like, Oh, so I can't be a delinquent, but you get to show up to the house in a fucking cop car. My guy, how is this? How is this? Yeah. Yeah, How is this cool? Everyone is calling my mom a fucking vagabunda, a fucking slut because she was fucking the dude. And now you're going to be a a piece of shit. Everybody knows it. Stan, you knowing that his son is right to be pissed goes to like lean over and and say i'm sorry and he reaches out and a force like from his hand it seems throws uh
1: edge so <laughs> Wha-
0: <laughs> why can't i remember this kid's name Just think, uh, of,
1: think of what is the guy's name thomas, thomas edison? edison yeah that's Edson. what i keep
0: trying to but it doesn't work oh my god
1: the idea so here he- though like because he doesn't touch Edge Song. He just like no. reaches and he goes flying. So, what I think that is, is Odechi, ghost asshole, Odechi, wants to make Lara and Sisa think that
0: he Stenio threw-
1: pushed uh, Edge Song.
0: Which is what happens. Like, the mm-hmm. both of them go running to like, Edge Song. The they're like, oh my God, are you okay? And they take him and whatever. is outside and Lara is getting ready to leave. And she's like, listen, is somebody after you like should I be concerned because I'm here at your house and I'm taking care of your kids I don't want to get fucked over if you're like dealing with some shady business and he's like don't worry I'll take care of you guys we cut to Stan you on the phone and he's like planning a birthday party he's like I need a cake I need brigadeiro docinho I need all kinds of fucking shit and you know have it for this day please come on click and he turns to edge song and he's like my guy, we're, we're throwing you a birthday party. And Edge Song is like, my birthday isn't until September. It's like, I don't give a fuck. We're fucking jumping ahead. I don't care. We're throwing a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And, and Stan is just trying to make things nice right now.
1: And these kids, they are clearly weirded out by this.
0: They seem afraid of their dad. Yeah. Like something is That's real weird. funky. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is the day after he fully shoved his son or seemed to have shoved his son And Mm -hmm. so he's trying to make nice out of that. Sisa comes in and, and he's like, here, he literally hands her notebook paper that has been torn in strips with like, birthday party written on it and he's like hand these to your friends because these are the invites and bring them because we're having a birthday party for uh edson and she's like but his birthday is in september and then the the brother's like i told him already something's (laughs) funky what's going on
1: (laughs) let's just shut up
0: now we're at the party there's some fun bops playing there's this party turned out to be a
1: huge success
0: yeah, Everybody's the kids having are a great time. So, yeah, so everyone's having a great time. Uh, even one of the coroner guys is there. He arrives with his two daughters, it seems like, and it's very fun. And so they're going to open presents. So they call. Uh, Ed song who's playing soccer. I had to thank Thomas Edison just now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's playing soccer and he brings him back over to to open this present and the dad hands this big huge box and he takes a wrapping off and it says scooter and it's one of those like a, line scooters. Yeah, what are they?
1: Razor, those called? razor scooter. Razor, razor uh-huh. scooters.
0: And he's like, Whoa, cool. Everybody's like, Whoa, yeah!" Oh, Edson awesome. loves it. He's, he's this is so a night, excited. Such a sweet moment. Yeah. And then he opens the box, and he's like, <gasps> and everybody's like, <gasps> and the and Stan is like, what's going on? And he goes over, and he lifts the lid, and there is the spine.
1: The spine is in the scooter box. <laughs> the spine. This, now, I knew- First of all, when he like was like, hey, kids, we're having a party early. I was like, I'm really, really uncomfortable. But then we cut to the party and I'm like, oh, this is such a success. However, I was like, something's
0: happening. What's going
1: to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? and then, But I did not see the spine in the box. Woof.
0: And so because his fellow coroner friend is there, he's like, you're the one that took the spine, bro, and decided to play this horrible prank on your fucking kid. What's the deal? And he takes the spine and walks away. And we cut to a scene in a bathroom where the other coroner driver, uh, Capella is his name. He Stanu stops him in the bathroom and he's like, Hey, I know that you do drugs and I know that you're always like coked out or fucking whatever. Can you hook me up with some pills? Cause I'm trying to stay awake cause some shit is going down and Capella's like, I know you, bro. I know what you fucking did. You fucking brought that spine over to your kid's birthday party. What's his name told me about it? You know what you need to do? Mm-hmm. You don't, you shouldn't be working at this fucking morgue anymore, you fucking creep. Now we're back home and is watching boxing and the TV goes out and he hears a glass break. And he goes over to see and he's like picking up the chunks and the razor wire rolls in that was Edison's razor wire and he picks it up. And when he looks up, he sees Odechi is going into, like, her full dead body ghost is going into the children's room. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he goes forward and he runs into the razor wire, like, in his face, which slices his forehead open.
1: Odechi, she's, like, booby trapped this entire room. Like, we're talking... Razor wire it looks like every- entra it, it looks like
0: entrapment. Everywhere. Remember when Catherine Zeta-Jones yes. has to do
1: <laughs> Yes. So, like, you gotta, like, do uh, of- an <laughs> acrobatic fucking, yeah. like, uh, through, body like, the- bending
0: through a bunch of <laughs> shit. And, uh, Which he does not do. No, he, he just, just-
1: <laughs> barges his way through.
0: <laughs> so he barges through this razor wire entrapment scene, and he goes into the children's room, and the two kids have both have their throats fully sliced open and he's like yeah. oh fuck and he goes to and there's
1: a figure like under, under the covers the
0: yeah Ooh. and he goes to grab the figure under the sheet and he kind of like wakes up and the kids are in the corner like screaming like dad dad what are you doing they're freaked out
1: we discover that it was just a full hallucination full
0: hallucination and the kids run out because he goes to like grab them and check on them and they're like fuck this and they run away from their dad and he's like oh god the razor wire room the razor wire room he goes there's no razor wire anywhere so it's full Mm -hmm. hallucination so now we're in the morgue and the lights are flickering and the and they go out and it's a thunderstorm and he hears Odetch's voice calling for him stay in you stan you so he starts walking with a flashlight through a hallway and a random door opens on its own he goes into this room and there's odeja's head in a fucking jar and stanu's like what do you want from me stop doing this do you want me to kill myself let's figure it out please leave me alone please leave my kids alone and she's like nope i want you to kill that little vajia that." Slut, Latta, I want you to I want you to bleed her Oof. is what she says. And she's like, And if you don't, I'm gonna take my kids for myself. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm gonna kill my own kids. Staniel's like, God damn it, the head disappears. He goes home and Staniel and Lada are talking. He's freaking out. And Lada says, this stuff about that I don't believe it. Yeah. What I believe in is in God. If God is here, that means that the devil is also here. So why don't you come to my church, talk to my pastor. He's really nice. And he's like, nah, dude, but can you take my kids... To your house for a few days just like be there with them please i need to fix this yeah. he basically is like this is my responsibility so they do so we see the kids go with lara and it's nighttime, and they're sleeping and in, in Lada's house edson walks into the room he's shirtless and like sweaty weirdly greased up yeah it's weird <laughs> <laughs> and he goes up to sisa who's sleeping next to Lada, and he's like come with me come and so as they get up and walk out the camera pans down and and there's Edson sleeping. Mm-hmm. So that fucking greased up Edson is not the one we're talking about. So quote unquote Edson takes Cisa into the kitchen. And he points to the oven. And he's like, elegao. Which means it's cool. Elegao with this weird voice. She opens the oven door. She goes to look back to Edson and be like, "What's what are you? And then A hand flies out of the oven and pulls her in. All the knobs turn to, like, go on to, like, have gas Mm -hmm. fill the room. And she's screaming and screaming. Back in the room, the real Edgson wakes up, and so does Lara. And they're like, what the fuck? They run into the the kitchen. Odetch moves a big-ass mueble, like a huge piece of furniture, in front of the room to
1: block like, their block way them, yeah.
0: and they like shove it they get in she's screaming in the fucking oven with like and the hand is still like pulling her in it's like a dead, dead hand, hand. <laughs> yeah <laughs> my god they finally get into the kitchen they pull her out and she's like passed out at this point mm-hmm. and poor edge song is like oh my god my sister what the fuck and she kind of like Sisa kind of like wobbles her head. She turns to look into the oven, and there is full dead she like arms outstretched, and she like screams and gets pulled back into the oven. The three of them go back to Stanu, so they all kind of like go back to sleep. Lada's like, okay, everyone's asleep. Stanu hears rumbling all over the house. Mm-hmm. And he goes over to the bathroom and the sink and the faucet <laughs> is like jingle jangle, jingle jangle. He looks up in the mirror and there's like steam and it says sangra, which means bleed her. Ugh. And all of a sudden here you hear like a boing, 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 boing And he turns around and there's a full butcher knife on the fucking counter that looks to have just landed there. And he's like. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. He grabs the knife. He heads on over to where Lara is like sleeping on the couch. But her phone rings. Thank God. She picks it up and it's the hospital. Her mom's dead. So the two of them go to the hospital. And as she's like there, like holding her hand and crying and stuff, Stanyu with his magical power hears her mom. And the mom is like, okay, motherfucker, you better get away from my daughter yeah here in the dead world everybody knows that you're maljito that you're damned you've been marked your kids are cursed but my kid is not so get the fuck away from my fucking kid don't you try and fuck with me what you need to do is take all of Odette's belongings all of them every single one and you must destroy them
1: go i mean honestly thank you Mom ghost for helping him. Nobody else has attempted finally. to help him. And Absolutely. thank God this woman is finally like, this is what you gotta do. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. So, cut to Stanyu is at home grabbing everything. He's taking pictures. He's taking old baskets of fucking uh, makeup. Who knows? All kinds of stuff. A boom box. All kinds of shit. He's throwing it outside. He grabs a kerosene jug and he puts it down. The minute he puts it down, it like moves on its own scoots out into the corner which made me jump big time and then the boombox starts playing and the boombox is replaying what he said to Jonas about killing Jaime he's like you know kill him like you killed your dad blah 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 literally mm. the same exactly yeah. and he's like fuck this shit and he lights the pile up and you can hear Odette screaming like in hell or whatever just crazy. So we're in the house and Lada arrives to take care of the kids and Stanyu goes to work and Lada goes to the room to pick up some stuff on the ground of the kids like messy room and there's a Barbie with no head who on the nubbin where the head would have gone what's there? Ah mm. uh, yes, the ring. So it's the morning, Stan is back from work, and Lada is nowhere to be found. Yes. He goes to the kids, and he's like, where the fuck is Lada?" And they're like, nope. Cut to him talking on the phone, like, where is Lada?" Like, 24 hours, I need to know where she is now. As he's, like, talking on the phone, there's a knock on the door. He opens it, and it's his two coroner driver friends. And they're like, come with us. Are, we're at the morgue now, and under the sheet— It's Lara. you bends down and he's like, girl.
1: What happened to you? Are you okay? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Why are you dead? This
0: you can tell is different because she opens her eyes and it's not the CGI situation. It's literally her whole body. Mm -hmm. She's like, where am I? What's going on? And then she sits up and one of the coroner dudes says girl you're in the morgue so he heard her say where am i all this stuff so we're like oh this bitch ain't dead this is full and
1: death becomes her i'm in the morgue <laughs> <laughs> she oh, freaks man. the fuck out she Jesus. screams
0: and we cut to the doctor the morgue doctor uh, Stan you and the two actual EMTs being like you know she's fine she could probably go home the paperwork that your friend the coroner wrote said that she should be fully dead and the do- the morgue doctor said she had a fit of catalepsy which is a thing I, I googled it mm-hmm. it's a thing that happens when your body becomes rigid Ugh. but it's doesn't it never said like it seems as though you are like you're mimicking death, it like, just right. means that your body like stiffens up. You know what I mean. Okay. And he says it's a very rare thing, but you know what happens. Mm-hmm. So they take her home. So now Stanu is back at the morgue, and he gets a phone call, and it's Lada crying, telling him to come home. So he goes back home. Lada's on the couch, staring at the TV. On the TV. Watching porn? It's her, though, isn't it?
1: Oh, I couldn't tell.
0: I'm pretty sure it was her. It was like a zoom-in of her face, like, with a sex face. Stanu comes in, and he's like, uh... Like, this What's good, sweet girl that was like, come yeah. to my church, my pastor, or whatever, is watching porn. So, she, sta- she stands up. She has a blanket over herself. She takes the blanket off, and she's wearing this, like, nightgown thing. She heads over to him, and she kisses him, and they are fully making out. And you see that she grabs his face... And there's the ring on her finger. She's like, okay, let's go to the room. And she's sitting there and he's like, okay. And he lies down (laughs) with her and they're starting to get sexy and she's real violent about it. She's like smooching him hard. And then she's like biting him as she like heads down to the penis area to look, at for it i guess to go like <laughs> give him yeah. a blow job and so she's under the sheet and he he's sitting there and he's like am i into this like this i he his face is like i'm concerned as she like is down there he's like looking around and he gets a flashback of seeing his kids with their throats slit yeah then he he goes and he lifts the sheet up to look at her face and it's Lara, but then it briefly morphs into the face of fucking Odechi. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And so she gets up. She grabs a big-ass butcher knife that's just there. And she starts stabbing herself in the chest. Light stabs, but still stabs. Then she turns the handle to Stenu. And Odechi's voice comes out of Lara. And she's like bleed her. Kill the Vajia. I want you to kill her. Kill or her. Or no
1: one lives.
0: So he takes the knife. They like kind of struggle he falls on the floor she starts strangling him and he's like whoa 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 sisa whoa. barges in and she's like mom don't hurt dad so she knows like this is a ghost this yeah. is something is bad
1: this was hilarious here because in the back you hear like
0: <laughs>
1: and in comes Edson, and just like
0: tackles the shit out of fucking Lada, but it's you're right you hear him screaming from like the deep end of the house like
1: "Ah!" (laughs) so he
0: tackles the shit out of her but she grabs Edson and says this line to me was it brought me back to Brazil big time Mm -hmm. because I have been around some parents t- that yelled this at their kids when we were like in trouble and stuff cuz I was a little bit of a troublemaker. She says, "Eu sou tua mãe, de merda." Which means, "I'm your mother, you little shithead," basically. Mm-hmm. P- piralu means like you short stuff, like a okay. little nugget of whatever. Piralho de merda. Was
1: there like a a popsicle called piralu? Yes, no. there
0: was. Was there?
1: No, I'm thinking of speedo. Speed Out. You remember Speed, Speed Out
0: was also a popsicle. But Pirial, I, knew, Speed I Owl, feel like who knows, but maybe. Speed Out for I sure. Speed I loved Speed Out.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: Oh, my God. It was, like, fruity and tart yeah. and, like, Ooh, two different so fruit good. You could, get those,
1: you could get those at EAB. You could get those at school.
0: Yeah, you could. <laughs> oh, my God. Brazil. Okay. Yeah. So, eu sou tua mãe pirralho de merda. And she drags his fucking little body and puts him on the ground in, in the door jam. Like, basically, like, she's about to smash his head the in the way Bill that- Kill Bill style. Kill Bill style. I yeah. was going to say. Like, she's about to do it when- Stan grabs comes in running with a butcher knife and stabs her hand into the door like to hold it on the door. Ooh, disgusting.
1: And then he fucking smashes her face
0: with a glass. I wrote in all caps. I wrote knife in the hand glass to the face like fully two times. Full smash. Bang. Bang, yeah. smash mm-hmm. the face, and then the all the kids run out with him, and they go into like a basementy area of the house, so Lada slash Odechi, cause she's Ode, Lada is possessed, she's possessed by Odechi at this point. she's still at the door. She takes the knife out of her of the hand and she goes down to the basement.
1: It's not even like a basement. it's like a no. hole in the wall in their living room that he can like move. There's like a little teeny door that it's you would like really storage. have to Yeah, it's like a storage kind of- whole area basically yeah so
0: this the stairs are like four or five little like wooden steps that you can literally see through and mm-hmm. he's like go under there and so Lada comes in and so they're fighting and she's got the knife and she's trying to fucking stab him and he holds on to the blade yeah. with both hands Ooh. oh my god but
1: at that point that's when he sees that she's wearing the ring and he's like yes. oh ding 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 gotta get that Fuck. ring So
0: he headbutts her and she goes flying. The knife goes flying. She tries to go grab the knife. He's pulling at her, pulling at her, like trying to almost like climb her body. And then he grabs that finger and he pulls it back and breaks it. And then and he, she
1: ooh, screams, screams bloody murder. And it seems like at this point, like because he's broken the finger, he pulls off the ring. It's like, boom, Lara is back. She is no longer possessed.
0: They did a fun thing with the voice because this whole time, like Lara's voice has been modulated to kind mm-hmm. of like sound like, oh, that's. And and so when he breaks her finger and she screams, the scream also morphs kind of back to Lada's voice, yeah. which was really cool. So she snaps out of it and but Odetch is still around, he knows it. Lada backs up, she's like, What is going on? What is happening? How am I here? She goes she's afraid of him because he's yeah. like obviously she's fucked up. She's her she's stabbed, her hand is stabbed. And she turns to see the kids under the steps and she like scoots back to be with them. And Stanyu is standing there holding the ring and he turns and in this little basementy area, there's also a little window. And behind the window, there is Odetch And she's like, she said this really great line that I loved where she goes, Você me apagou, feito sujeira. Você me apagou means you erased me like I was dirt, which that moment I was like, that made me sad for her.
1: Absolutely. For Odechi,
0: you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Because sure, she was an asshole, but did she,
1: she didn't deserve to die.
0: No. I mean, so... she did
1: say that line earlier, like I want him dead. However, she was, a, she's a really upset person. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't Uh, think she meant like i want him dead like none of this really should have happened but i get it that it's like i'm full of rage because you fucking had me murdered
0: yeah so she says and he's like you're right i don't want to run anymore someone once said that god doesn't forgive those who kill family which mm-hmm. is what Suju said at the top. He turns to his kids and to Lara and he's like, he confesses to them. He says, it was me. I was the one that killed them. And Lada was like, no, you didn't. It was those other guys. And he's like, yeah, but I sent them. Mm-hmm. And Lara's like, because remember, Jaime was her dad. Yeah. You know, like, you killed my fucking dad, bro. So what? He's he basically says, like, you leave them alone. You you have to follow me like I'm to Odechi. He's like it's me you want basically. So he grabs that ring and he puts it on his pinky finger. And this I didn't really understand. He puts it on his fin- pinky finger and she screams bloody like Odechi behind the window is like ah. But then Lada's like you you gotta go get out of here get out and he's like yeah I'm out of here. So he leaves and the kids are like dad 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 oh, which is so really sad. sad. And uh, as he exits the house, Odechi is there. And then you turn and you see uh, Jonas and Denchinho uh, as he's like walking away. And then you see Jaime with his slit throat.
1: And you see fucking Suju. Naked ass! Suju! Whoa. Yeah.
0: And he's like walking away and they're following him as he's walking. And then he starts to run. And then that's the end of the movie.
1: They chase him. That's You'd it. Chase him. The end. And here we are.
0: <laughs> that ending I was surprised by it.
1: Did you dislike it or
0: I'm not sure yet. Does it mean he died? Does it mean he's just being going to be followed by these dead people for all his life? Does it mean he's going to go kill himself right now? Like what? I I would have liked a little bit more explanation of what that meant.
1: I'm going to you know, I liked the ending because i did just because it seems that he is claiming responsibility for what he did it was his responsibility he manipulated the situation
0: i agree entirely definitely Mm -hmm. we know for sure that he is now facing the consequences yeah but i kind of want to know what the consequences are you know what i mean sure
1: what i got from that was that he cannot escape them. Like So he's walking sure. their following. He starts to run. They run after him. So it's like, you cannot escape this. This is always going to be part of you. You know, right. Whatever happens to him, whether he kills himself, which means he's going to talk to, talk Satan, to Satan, or <laughs> yeah. he's going to live his life wherever, he will always be haunted by his mistakes. His actions, yeah. His actions, yeah. Dark, but I was like, oof. I, I liked the ending.
0: I'm In general, this film delightful for me I mean Mm -hmm. it was spooky enough for me to be like spooks but also like Mm -hmm. not that spooky where I was like I can sit here and watch this like a regular film because that's my big thing a big reason why there's a such a cram on Saturday mornings for us Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. (laughs) is mostly for me because I don't want to watch our scary movies at night because I'm afraid (laughs) 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 so so this I feel like I could watch at night so
1: I I see what you mean there So let's uh, get into some trivia. Would you like to go first?
0: I only have four little things because I didn't find a lot.
1: You want me to go first? Please. All right. So, Morto Não Fala, which you mentioned at the top, uh, was written... I guess it was like a short story written by this journalist, Marco de Castro, who he published it on his blog, Casa do Terror.
0: Oh, Casa do Terror.
1: House of Terror. And he is also a self-described punk rocker fun and uh, he's got two rock two punk rock bands one is called Coice C-O-I-C-E Coice do you know what that means?
0: I have no idea
1: girl and Aparelu Aparelu
0: well Aparelu can be several things but one of them being retainer like the kind you put in your teeth
1: (laughs) really? Yeah. or or, or
0: Aparelu can also mean just like machine or like oh like Aparelu I'm thinking
1: maybe that's yeah. probably what they were going for. I hope for. it's Retainer. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the more like punk rock choice, I guess. Yeah. This is my punk rock band. Retainer. retainer. <laughs> I also found a video of, I think it was it. No, no, no. It was Koisi uh, performing or like, rec- it looked like they were like in a recording studio. Uh-huh. Uh, they were singing, they were recording a song called Praga Humana. Oh. Does that mean Human Plague? Yeah, absolutely. Human Plague. And honestly, I was kind of into it. Okay. I'm not really a punk rocker over here, but I was like, I'm kind of feeling this song. It was very, I don't know, it was good. Uh, So check that out on YouTube. Just look up C-O-I-C-E, the song "Braga Humana. Nice. So I, again, did not find much trivia about this movie. I did find this really interesting article by C.H. Newell. This guy writes on this blog called Father, Son, holygore.com. Fun! So the title of this article by C.H. Newell is called, Didn't Think About Your Family? The Evil That Men Do in The Night Shifter. So this guy, C.H. Newell, he describes this movie as the tale of a man who can speak to the dead the story touches on everything from death and loneliness to the desperate, damaging need for male control in a relationship. Yeah. That's it. Totally. Basically, the in the marriage, he feels emasculated because of that bitch. <laughs> bitch. Yeah. She sucks. Yeah. You know, he but it, the thing is he's already trying to control her in life.
0: Mm-hmm. For
1: example, and this is what I like during the scene where she starts bringing in the couch, I was like, she fucking got that couch on her own. Which, I get it. She didn't. Staniel comes in there hot. Yeah. Like, he's just like, like whoa, whoa, whoa. what the fuck, what, what, is what the this? fuck? Why are you
0: spending gonna my money? I'm going to have to pay money? for this. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's like, everybody needs to take a deep breath here. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, I get it. What she's doing is shitty. However, Staniel, you coming in here and being like, I'm the man. I pay for this shit. You're spending my money. That's shitty too.
0: Right. When he when he was watching the TV, he's like it's my house, I can watch whatever TV I want to and she's like, "Oh, well if it's your house then I'm going to go over into your bedroom and how about you take your kids to and give them lunch cuz they're your everything is yours." And she's yeah. like, "And then I'm going to be in the room pretending you don't exist."
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, let's let's be clear here. These people need Severe therapy for their marriage or just, just get a divorce. Just break up,
0: you dicks.
1: So anyway, he keeps going. I, I would really recommend looking up this article. He goes into it pretty in depth, this C.H. Newell, Father, Son, Holy Gore. And I, <laughs> it was just a nice... <laughs> father com. It was just nice to explore this kind of kind of old take on gender roles in our horror movies these days right and I know that people are trying to do something different I I think I hope that that is the direction that we're going this particular movie it was like I couldn't quite put my finger on it but this article kind of just gets deeper into that thing right Men are like, oh, I got to be a man and like, you know, I'll figure this out. I'll take care of everything, you know, like it's, of course, in the end, Stenio admits that it's his responsibility, which it is. But it's like, I don't think this movie set out to talk about what we're talking about right now. I
0: agree. I think there were if if there was a more conscious effort to talk about that stuff, maybe Mm -hmm. it could have been like more showcased to show his fragile ego and the toxic masculinity of it all. I think it was just mm-hmm. enough for you to be like, Oh, I can't really tell. And it's sure. She's just a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: You're like kind of picking up on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so if, I, it, if anything, like- if anything for me, it, Like, it just feels like a story of vengeance story of somebody Mm -hmm. rather than, like, Mm -hmm. I'm a man and I need to prove, like, that she is mine. And Because it did feel, I will say, that that moment where he puts the ring on her finger and he's like, you're mine, it Mm -hmm. felt, I didn't feel like it was warranted. I was like, this doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would say that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, You know what I mean?
0: So, like, if maybe there was a little bit more... I thought it was a really great way to explain the world in Sao Paulo and like the societal issues with like gang war and stuff like that. And his that connection with him speaking to dead. Like I thought that was a really cool way of explaining the world we were going to go into. But then when it turned into this like marital conflict and like revenge story, it diffused like that first beginning part of explaining his power and whatever uh, Mm -hmm. not diffused diluted the stuff that could have been of the two of them do you know what i mean
1: yeah for example i know that you are like when you pick up on a guy being shitty toward a woman you're like i like ding 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 i got this and i want to fucking talk about it but it didn't strike you enough in this movie to be like it it bothered me that much yeah yeah Yeah,
0: exactly absolutely
1: you know anyway (laughs) that's my trivia the stuff trivia? that's it uh
0: <laughs> father son holy gore i'll never forget that that's i so mean
1: that's a great great it's title great we should tag now. this dude just because i really <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed his uh, his article
0: for sure um, well, my trivia, I have four little things. Denison Ramalho wrote the screenplay to the 2008 Zé do Caixão movie, Encarnação do Demônio. Stop. <laughs> him, him and Monjica Marins wrote it <gasps> together. I'm
1: sorry, which year?
0: 2008.
1: Oh, damn. We got to so watch So he's it. like an
0: old, old ass fucking Zé do Caixão.
1: <laughs> yes, I cannot. But this is one that I'm sure we already have on our list.
0: Yes, it's on the list. Oh, I that's checked. so cool. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Uh this is Dennis Song's first feature film, but he did do a lot of like uh horror shorts and stuff like that. That is, is that is
1: impressive. This totally. is a good it's looking a, movie. It's for
0: for a for a first time, it it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Great job. And two really random random things. So mm-hmm. I was like, I can't find a lot of stuff. Let me just look at these actors and the stuff that they've done. So Daniel de Oliveira, who plays He's been in a lot of stuff, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of novelas and like also other Brazilian films. But uh, specifically, he was the lead in the biopic of the lead singer of the band Barão Vermelho, who was this guy called Cazuza. Mm -hmm. And the name of the film is Cazuza, and he played Cazuza. Okay. And Cazuza was was famous. Uh, because he was a big time drug addict oh. and uh, like I remember when he died uh, it was a really big deal because Barão Vermelho was a huge band in Brazil mm-hmm. and Cazuza was gay and oh. he died of AIDS oh, so shit. it was in the 80s when it was like huge like AIDS was running rampant and so I just thought uh, I was like oh cool he played because he's very handsome Danielle. oh TV,
1: yes but. he is gorgeous and
0: i'm surprised very good i know that. yes yeah he's he's a great great yeah. like the performances in this were solid. great,
1: solid through and through even the children
0: yeah the children even the children just lovely yeah so So Daniel de Oliveira played Cazuza in this biopic. And then Bianca Comparato, who played uh, Lara, Uh she was also in a biopic of another uh, lead singer of a a famous Brazilian band. The biopic is called Somos Tão Jovens, We Are So Young. And uh, it's the biopic of Renato Manfredini Jr., who is the lead singer of the band Legião Urbana. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, because I love them. They're from Brasilia, which uh-huh. is where I basically was raised,
1: uh-huh. and YouTube. that's where I lived. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And she doesn't play any. I don't think anybody important. But I thought it was <laughs> interesting that because Renato Manfredini also was gay and died of AIDS as well.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: Holy sh- We gotta he, they, we gotta watch these movies. I mean, not for this yeah, podcast, no. but they sound they right. sound interesting.
0: I love Legião Urbana. they uh, Legião Urbana, which means basically urban legend, mm-hmm. uh, or Le- urban legion. I don't know, uh, but they have a song called "Pais Filhos" uh-huh. that is one of the most beautiful songs. And it's just like random; every different line is like different situations that you can have as a parent or a child. Mm. And one of the lines is. My son, my my son will have the name of a saint, Mm. and then the next line is like, "Go to your room," or like, "My dad sucks." Like every line is a different situation with, and it's a. He has this deep, beautiful voice. It's Mm -hmm. he was awesome. So I thought it was interesting that these two people played people in these. Band, love that biopics. That's amazing,
1: and they both did really wonderful, beautiful work in the in this movie. Great job! Yeah, yeah, they did.
0: And that's it. Those are my four pieces of trivia. Yeah, it wasn't
1: it wasn't easy to find some trivia on this one, but I loved that. That was I thought that was really interesting. All right, are you ready for some questions? Yes, please. All right, here we go. Were you scared? Uh,
0: Um, I had my moments. But mostly, no.
1: You know, I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with that. Like, I guess like I had like a couple of jumps, little jumps. But I don't think they really landed the scares very well. I didn't, I also, you know, I watched this by myself. It was nighttime. And I wasn't creeped out by it. And I really thought that I was going to be. But I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say it again right at the top, like that you hear the voice of the dead person talking, and I was like, Oh, this is so cool. I love this, and then you see that CGI face, and I yeah, am was a, a million out. miles away. So yeah. yeah. It was tough. Uh, well, what was your best scare?
0: It's between two of them. One of them mm-hmm. is when people <laughs> are like like sonambulos, like sleepwalking and Whenever people self hit their heads on things, like in hereditary, when that kid smashes his head on the desk, when the little girl was just standing there hitting her head, I was like, This is really creepy. And then the other one was when the jug- <laughs> when the kerosene jug moved really fast, that jump <laughs> I jumped real high.
1: <laughs> Those are good. I was gonna give it to the razor wire trap sure. room scene but i actually think i'm going to give it to lara in the room when she when like the demon voice on the tv oh, comes yeah. on i thought that was really mm-hmm. cool the sound design was good that whole section there i'm going to give it to that nice. one Let, who was your uh, favorite character
0: i'm going to go with odetch <laughs> i thought she was a really good i thought she was really good period like mm-hmm. in general i thought she was fucking great but i I really disliked her, Mm -hmm. and I think she was really good at just being a bitch, and I think she did a great job.
1: You know, that's funny, because I also went with Ovechi, (laughs) and I wrote, it's because she kept me on my toes. But look, she's there's a saying in Spanish, and I think it is special. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I find that, unfortunately, it is... Reserved for women and the term is complicada. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Complicated. She's complicated. And it's like I don't think I've ever heard of a person talking about a dude is complicado. No. No. It's very much reserved for women. She's complicada, meaning like, you know, she's a complicated woman. She did not deserve any other shit that came to her. Granted, she's not making good choices in her marriage. She needs help. She's like, a dick. She's being an asshole. But, like, from what we see, she is not a bad mom. Like, she's getting her kids to school, she's feeding her kids. There's that the scene where she's dead and she's like, don't let my son see me this way. Right. That is a caring thing to say. Although, yeah. then later she doesn't want to murder her children. So yeah, uh, she uh, <laughs> is complicada <laughs> to the max. Absolutely. And I appreciate it. Yeah. You know?
0: I love a complicated lady. Uh,
1: what was your best line?
0: There were two as well. God, I'm just full of twos today. The first one was, Sos, eu sou tua mãe piralho de merda. Just, there are two moms that come to mind when I think of that, of friends of mine from when I was young. And the other one that I just, it just really like punched me in the gut was você me apagou feito sujeira. Yeah. Yeah, I like those two. Both, both Odete lines.
1: <laughs> Odete, well, mine was also Odete, uh which I found it difficult to f- pick a favorite line in this movie just because the Portuguese was really difficult for me to understand. Right. So I was really relying on those subtitles, but... I believe what she said was, Tenho nojo de você. Oh,
0: yeah. Tenho nojo de você. So good.
1: Oh, man. That's a good line. Plus, it's written all over the ceiling. So, that one, (laughs) Odetchi, you gave us some good lines in this movie. Uh, Which was your best death?
0: You know, even though I, like, I definitely knew it was going to happen. Like, I knew it was going to happen. But not until the very last minute. Like, I feel like. When it happened, I was like, I knew this was coming. But it still kind of caught me by surprise was when all that she got killed. I was like, "I, kn- I she's she's wilding out right now. She's so, This is irresponsible. Girl, calm down. And when the bullet hit, I was like, oof. They got her. They got her. I knew it, but also, whoa. So I think yeah. I'll give it to her.
1: I'm going to just, uh, same, but I'm going to give it to the, just like the full sequence because I... It felt real. It God, just felt it like felt this real. is a, a, a gang act of violence for two people who do not deserve it. And her literally watching her her dude get his throat sliced, and then her freaking out and getting The whole thing was really scary. Yeah, very much. So that death sequence, boof. It, did you learn anything about the culture?
0: Not really, I guess. It was nice to hear because the last, I mean, we talked about this before we started recording, but the, uh, when we did Zé do Caixão, we talked about the Paulista accent and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and we talked about how, uh, like today we talked about how this one was a lot harder to stick with because yeah. it's, you know, modern day Portuguese, not like the other one was that like old timey but it was definitely from the 60s which is felt clearer and easier and less slang based and this one Mm -hmm. definitely had a lot of a lot of stuff that was just like whoa 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 which just basically made me be like my Portuguese is bad but also girl in general like it was it was nice to to be in the modern day brazil and hear modern yeah. day portuguese so that's i think i mean i didn't learn that but it was nice to be in the presence of
1: i'm gonna agree with that like the only thing i didn't really learn anything i was just kind of like reminded yeah of things like the whole like the strong strong religious
0: yes backbone
1: of brazil yeah. uh that i was reminded of that and also just like like I feel like I could like smell Brazil Mm -hmm. like the way that it made me feel through this movie and I mean that like with all due respect like like, in a good way just like the warmth mm -hmm. of like my memories there and also like seeing Lara and um like in their chill clothes that's what I remember like Lara wearing her chanclas what would you call that in in Brazil her her, like flip-flops and just like, when Staniel is chilling at home and he's got, like, his like his cut-off shirt and everything, it just, I was like, I remember this. Yeah. It felt very Brazil yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. which was a nice feeling. Even in this movie about, like, death and ghosts Murder. and morgues and dead bodies.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, finally, how many uis are you going to give this movie?
0: I'm going to give it two and a half uis. Okay. Because I, I was very entertained. I thought it was a fun concept of, like, here, like, we're talking to the dead right up front, right at the top. Enough spooks. I wish there were more, but in general, like, I really enjoyed myself. So, two and a half. We, we,
1: ooh. We, ooh. ooh. ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I'm going to give this one three oohs, mostly for the performances because I thought everybody yes. did a really good job. However, it was like it couldn't decide what kind of movie it wanted to be. Sure. like, it's. Uh, Haunted house movie. It's a poltergeist movie. It's a possession movie. It's, it's like a, a gang thriller movie. Yeah. It's a like a saw movie. All of a sudden, with the razor wire, like getting through right. this trap, like just all these different things coming together and never quite figured itself out.
0: And right. then
1: I read some reviews to kind of see if somebody added some trivia in there that I could use. And in a lot of the reviews, people were they mentioned that it was a dark comedy i did not catch that like i must be dense because i did not catch that whatsoever
0: i think there were moments of like like when kahlone comes in and he's like oh my dick, my dick. Yeah. Like, and whatever but so that's i think like
1: that doesn't feel like yeah dark. like it, it feels like something that i'm like oh this like dark comedy to me means like you don't realize that it's funny but you still pick up on it you're like oof that's bleak yeah. And this movie was bleak, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not feel like the comedic undertone, so I agree. I just feel like it it was solid because of the performances, loved the idea of being able to talk to dead people and not giving us the reason why I prefer that.
0: Yeah, I, la- I didn't I never wanted to know I never yeah. needed to know.:
1: I don't need to know that, but it was like I still was like, I don't know exactly what you wanted to be.
0: Yeah. But I still liked it. And also could be like maybe 15 to 20 minutes shorter. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a little bit too long. You got to edit it. However, three and also two and a half is solid. These actors fucking nailed it. So good. It looked great. Yeah. It was was not a boring movie to watch. You should absolutely watch this movie.
0: Morto não fala. We did it. We're at the end. We uh, please uh, rate and review us. Subscribe to our—I <laughs> always want to say—channel. Subscribe to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, leave
1: us some love notes. Leave
0: us some um, some love notes. Follow us on social media. We're at Uikoror everywhere. Yeah, I guess that's fucking it. I'm my we body did it. is cramped. I need to Girl. stretch my legs from this closet. Let's so go. So I'm only, my last words are, I love you.
1: I love you too. Oh my
0: God. Uh, have a oh great week, everybody. <laughs> Adios.
1: Adios.
0: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get
1: lucky just about anywhere.